0: you on the first cut podcast with Kyle Porter. I'm Chip Patterson. That's Kyle Porter. We've got a new world number one, Brooks Kepka coming off a big weekend for him. We've got uh, the HSBC Champions to preview. Uh, we've got, um, let's see, a lot of a, a lot of different movements as we start to look ahead to what the the rest of the 2018 golf calendar is going to look like. Kyle Porter, uh, you're number one in our hearts. How are you doing today?
1: <laughs> I'm good. We got a, we got a big boy tournament this week. No Tiger, no JT, no Spieth, but
0: pretty much everybody else should uh, be fun. What about uh, what? Do, all right, so no, no Tiger, no JT, no Spieth. Is this the tournament that has uh, some some wild opening ceremonies? We're recording this <laughs> on Monday afternoon. Should I be looking for uh, fantastically preppy golfers in uh, foreign attire coming up on the timeline this week?
1: Yeah, hopefully, like we get, uh, I don't know, Jason Duffner and Thorborn Olson like hanging from the ceiling in samurai gear. Right. I don't even. I don't know if if uh, Duffner's in the tournament, but he's the he's the one I always remember him and Phil. We've gotten some, yeah.
0: Some uh, oh no, just, no, Bubba, Bubba in the full head to toe <laughs> attire during the drum performance was something to be seen. That's a fish out of water, <laughs> right there.
1: There, there was some weird. I think it was Tiger and. Uh, Rory photos, uh, like where they were like, or maybe it was Tiger and Phil where they were like jousting. I don't know. The whole thing is, is, uh, is bizarre, but good tournament, good field.
0: Um, Brooks Kepka going to be in the mix? Yeah, Brooks Kepka, Justin Rose,
1: DJ, uh, those guys represent the last three world number one or number one ranked players in the world. I thought it was really interesting. You know, a lot of people pointed out, so obviously he won the CJ Cup big over uh, Gary Woodland and Ian Poulter and and a couple other guys, but a lot of people kind of made note of the fact that, you know, this guy who has kind of strangely become... uh I don't know. Just, he just always acts like he's disrespected and like he doesn't get the attention that he deserves and all these different things. Well, he became number, uh, world number one at like 3 a.m. Eastern on Sunday.
0: No fanfare. Uh,
1: zero. Yeah. Zero people were watching. I mean, there were a few, but not many. And it is kind of funny that that was how he ascended to, to world number one, but I will say it, it's a much better situation than like uh, Justin Rose losing the BMW, for example, but still becoming number one. That's that's it's always so awkward when that happens. And Kepka was able to do it by by winning a tournament. Uh, and now he has uh, well, he almost has as many regular uh, PGA Tour events as he does majors. So we're, we're getting within striking distance for him.
0: How many players have been number one in like this decade?
1: Ah, uh, this decade there have been—I just looked this up—eleven different guys, and they've they've interchanged. Like Rory's been number one probably eight different times, but a couple of times that was only for a few weeks or whatever. So, eleven different guys have been uh, world number one. There's only been twenty-three ever. It started in 1986, and eleven of them have come in the last eight years. Oh, interesting.
0: So, all right, so I was going to suggest, based on the Justin Thomas, I said, what if the, the manner in which you get the number one status is probably foreshadowing of how long you're going to be able to hold it? Uh, probably, I guess, more from a points perspective than anything else because of the points you get for the, the win, right? Yeah, usually that's
1: probably more true like a major. I don't know if that's necessarily true of the, of the CJ Cup. Uh, but I think, you know, what's going to benefit Kepka is like he's got so he did, I mean, p- people forget about this. He didn't even play the first part of 2018. And so when he fills in those tournaments, I mean, like this those year, missing
0: opportunities, basically. Yeah, he
1: didn't play the Masters. And became, if I would have told you the week of the Masters that somebody not playing in it would be world number one by the end of the year, you'd have been like, well, What? What are you talking about?
0: It's like, well, that person, by the way, did win the uh, U.S. Open and the PGA Championship. <laughs>
1: yeah, two two of the three majors after this.
0: Right. But when he f-
1: when he fills in those tournaments, and he talked about this actually after he won. When he pl- actually plays in those February, March, April events, uh, he could, you know, feasibly it, if he's still number one, extend his lead, or if he's not, then he should be able to regain it pretty easily because then he'll have a year's worth of counting events, including two major championships.
0: Mm. How long do you think he holds it?
1: Oh, probably like two weeks. <laughs> no, I don't know. It, 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 I, I wrote about this today. It, it's, it's become, it's really interesting to me that you've had so many different guys become world number one. Even, even this year, you've had three different, uh, players. Let's see. one, Two, three, yeah, three different players become world number one for the first time, and four different players overall uh, have have held that spot. Is, DJ,
0: so DJ is the one who's held it before.
1: Yeah, so he became world number one in two, at the beginning of 2017. He got knocked off by Justin Thomas earlier this year. Then he got it back. Then Justin Rose took it. Then DJ got it back, and now Kepka has it. And you just you've got a situation when you've got. And, and we didn't – this is kind of the opposite of what we saw with Tiger in the early 2000s. Tiger held it for, oh, let's see, 683 weeks.
0: Wait, wait so, is, is that with the VJ Singh breaking it up in between or is that before the VJ Singh?
1: So he went 264 uh, was his – let's see here. When did he start? Tiger first became world number one in June 15, 1997. And he held it for one week. And then it kind of bounced back and forth between him, Ernie Els, Greg Norman. And then finally Tiger took it in August of 99. Duvall was in there. Uh, he took it in August of 99 until September of 2004. So 264 <laughs> weeks. And then VJ took like 30 weeks. And then Tiger took it from June of 05 to October of 2010. So another 281 so he was basically world number 1 from 99 to 2010 with only Vijay Singh breaking up that decade long period.
0: That's what I was remembering. V- it's, it's, shout out to Vijay Singh, the only other person yeah. across a decade besides Tiger Woods to be number one in the world.
1: And then you got Westwood, you got Martin Keimer, you got Luke Donald for 40 weeks. Jeez. Uh you got you got Rory you got Tiger again Adam Scott Jordan Speed Jason day DJ JT Justin Rose Kepka I guess my point is that like there we've we've gone from the college football phase of world number one ranked golfers like the Alabama is always number one into the NFL phase where there's a lot of parody and that and that's a good thing because it's parody at a really high level
0: right think, especially you know, you could, when you think about uh Rose DJ JT and Kepka
1: yeah, all future. I mean, all these guys. If you're world number one, you're probably gonna be a hall of famer. I mean, you might you might have an outlier like uh, Luke Donald might not be probably not a hall of famer. Forty uh, weeks,
0: man. You can't deny greatness for forty weeks. <laughs> I'm not here standing. <laughs> actually, I'm not here standing for Luke Donald. By the way,
1: he's actually held it for 56 total. He's the seventh longest ranked world number one.
0: What in the So what was that? 2000. So is that uh, after the fire hydrant, basically?
1: Yeah, it's basically the the void after Tiger ejected. But he's the only – Luke Donald's the only guy in the top 12 of guys who have held it the longest who doesn't have a major. Everybody else has a major.
0: I was going to say, does Luke Donald even have the requirements for the World Golf Hall of Fame?
1: Yeah, I don't know. Lee, Lee Westwood and Luke Donald are the only two number ones to have never won a major. mm. Which is which is pretty interesting, but I just I think it's fun, you know. Like I, I was looking at the top ten today, and this is kind of what I wrote about. Like there there are a number of guys that you could envision becoming world number one. Uh, John Rahm, mm. Bryson DeChambeau, Uh You go further down the list, maybe Patrick Reed, uh, maybe Tommy Fleetwood, maybe Ricky Fowler. I mean, guys that you're like, yeah, yeah, couple, you know, couple putts go in. They win this tournament or that tournament. I could see that.
0: Yeah. And at the same time, I could see Tiger Woods getting it again. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Tiger Woods or Rory McElroy or Jordan Spieth or any one of those guys that aren't in. Because, like, if we assume that uh, what we've seen recently continues, not the big picture recency, but like the just sort of taking the temperature of golf, like Brooks Kepka, Justin Thomas, and Justin Rose, like, doesn't it feel like those are. The guys, that just their stuff is just the best right now.
1: Yeah, totally. And and there's there's so many arguments against like, oh, well, it does, the algorithm is flawed. Well, yeah, of course it is. Like all, all of them are. Well, forget it. Know. I mean, I'm
0: just saying like what I've seen of Justin Rose's game has been really good. What I've seen of Justin Thomas has been really, really good. What I've seen of Brooks Koepka has been really, really good. Like all that throughout, I guess, like this 2018 calendar year. Yeah,
1: and like at, you had to do something. Like I get that European events are too heavily weighted and all all of these different things that go into a somewhat flawed system, but you still had to do some stuff to get to, to world number 1. You had to be and, and I th- I think like I think being world number 1 is a little bit underrated. Mm. Like I, I I think it I think I think it matters. Like I I think it matters that Phil was never world number 1.
0: I don't think it matters.
1: It, you don't think it does?
0: No, I'm probably, but I'm like probably just like falling back on rings culture there. Like the Atlanta Hawks had the best record in the Eastern Conference, or uh, you know the the Toronto Raptors were the one seed. Like I, I, I think that I'm just falling back on the uh, the the majors, like the the major winners for me last longer than the world number ones. You had to read me that list. I could have helped participate with filling in the timeline if we were talking about major champions.
1: Yeah, that that's fair. And majors certainly do matter more, but I just think we sort of I think we sort of underrate this is like the argument for um you know how Simmons does that deal with like the the uh, all NBA like who was all NBA in oh four? Like those are the guys that mattered, you know. And so maybe, maybe, maybe I value it too much, but I think that generally people don't value it enough. Mm. Like the like the general golf fan, yeah. Uh, just because like you, like it, when we look back on on if this list still exists in thirty years. And we see Brooks Kepca was became number one. It's like, oh yeah, he was he was probably like the best player in the world for this amount of time, you know. And I feel like that's I feel like that's a real thing. And is there a way to do it better? Yeah, I, I'd love to have like a like to widen that. And maybe you just look at top ten at the end of the year. That gets a little too big. Maybe maybe you look at top three at the end of the year. It's like these these are the guys that mattered that that we cared about, that we're doing things. Here's,
0: well, here's me trying to have it both ways because I'm trying to, uh, both say that being number one or number one in the world or the world rankings is overrated. But at the same time, I find it as an incredible reflection of the state of golf where you look at it now and you're like, wow, dude, golf is in an incredible place. And then you go back and you find these other times where like, man, those are the dark ages for golf, and so like I am absolutely <laughs> hypocritical here, trying to use, both use it as a reflection as the overall quality of the game at the professional level, while also telling you it's overrated.
1: Yeah, no, I, I see what you're saying. I think I think it's easy to look at some something that where Luke Donald is ranked is like your seventh longest tenured person, and be like, yeah, does that really matter or not? <laughs> right. Because. Like I, I I totally understand that argument. Um and and yeah, maybe there could be a a better way to do it, but I I think it's I think it's uh, fun historically to look at it. And the other thing with Kepka is you go back and look 6 years ago and he talked about this as well. 6 years ago, he was ranked number 1450 in the world. 6 years isn't that long a, an amount of time. And he, and you, you, like there is somebody out there who who you and I maybe don't even know maybe I've never even heard of that's going to challenge for world number one in five years, six years, eight years, whatever it is. And that's fun. Like, I think that part of it is, you know, I kind of brought up the NFL earlier and and you get all these, you know, you you don't know who's going to end up on the, on, on the top of the pile at the end of the year. And I think with, with golf, it's, it's more fun because there's more, there's more than 32 teams uh, but I, I just, I think that part of it is, it, it keeps, it keeps some intrigue. Whereas in college football, a lot of the intrigue is taken out. Cause you know, it's going to be Alabama and maybe a couple others.
0: Well, it ain't going to be Ohio
1: state. And, well, it's not going to be <laughs> Oklahoma state either. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. That part of it is intriguing to me. Cause you got these young guys, you're like, Oh, well, maybe that guy, you know, maybe this guy, maybe a couple of things go differently. It could have been this guy. I think that part of golf is, endlessly intriguing and and part of the reason that i love it so much
0: uh over under brooks kepka wins just wins in 2019 calendar year two and a half yeah uh i I think i'll go over wow i'll go under
1: by the way one of (laughs) One of my predictions coming into the year, we revisited these recently. Uh, Rory will bounce back and Brooks Kepko will go the other way. Yeah. Like, whatever. The opposite of bounce back. That was a good prediction.
0: That was a great one.
1: Yeah, people, that went well.
0: I mean, we just, w- what the, the people who make fun of us, what they don't know is that when it comes to bold predictions, we're already dead inside. <laughs> like we've, because we, we've just had to make too many, right? Like, I've already been wrong on predictions enough times to where it just doesn't even hurt anymore. And so that callousness really allows me to charge fearlessly into the night. And the real winners are the listeners and the readers. Yeah,
1: totally. I mean... the. Yeah, I I completely agree. And then you get to I mean, the point I mean, where you're you like,
0: Yeah, then you just keep doubling back to Ricky Fowler's going to win the Masters, right?
1: Yeah, you, you keep doubling down, and then when <laughs> it finally happens, you just tweet it out like 10 times and be like, see, I told you.
0: <laughs> and you want me to show you me predicting this in 2016 and 2015? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, uh, do yeah, you-
1: good, good call. On Ke- no, I, th- I think Kepka is... I think that he has... He's been I think it's really encouraging to see him win a, a non major because he's talked a lot about, you know, having to have a carrot out there. And maybe that carrot for this tournament was world number one. And so maybe he maybe he doesn't uh maybe there is no carrot other than the majors in twenty nineteen and maybe he regresses or maybe he wins three majors. I don't know. I mean he he is absurdly talented. And he should be he should be winning a lot. He really should because it's not like he he's not on the tiger schedule where he plays like six, you know sixteen times. He
0: plays a decent amount. I'd love uh, I'd I- love to see Brooks Kepka only scheduled to defend the number one ranking. <laughs> like go so hard in trying to defend it from DJ that he's like late ads to uh, February tournaments. That'd be incredible, right? He's in, he's
1: in the. Uh, He's like playing, uh, what's a, I I don't know, what's a a tournament that, uh, I can't even think of anything in the, everything in the, in the February, March swing is actually pretty good. He's playing like, uh, RBC Heritage the week after the Masters. You're like, bro, what are you, what are we, what are you doing?
0: (laughs) Driving every green out there at Hilton. Oh man, if you want to move from 1456 in the world up to world number 1, it's got to start with getting your game in shape, and one place that you can do that is at Topgolf. Uh Topgolf coach allows you to be able to spend some time at Topgolf not only enjoying the amenities, but doing so with a certified instructor that wants you to have fun and get that swing in check. So, you can sip you can swing, you can do it all with Top Golf Coach. Book a lesson today at topgolf.com/lessons. It is that easy. That Top Golf facility that is in your area that you love to go to anyway. Well, guess what? The lesson, you don't have to go to the other side to be able to uh, to go there. You can go to your favorite driving range, your favorite night spot, make it all a golf lesson and improve your game. topgolf.com/lessons. Once more, Book it today. Topgolf dot com slash lessons. Any other big takeaways from the CJ Cup? Uh, no, I, I I like
1: the. I think it's I think it's fun to see these guys like we we saw in in Malaysia the week before. It's just a, I mean it's just a birdie fest. It's like who can get to twenty five under the fastest. We talked about that on here. I like it when they have to battle different things, whether that's a course, whether that's the weather. We saw the wind blow a lot in uh, in South Korea, and I, I like that because I think it makes them. Somebody was talking about, I can't remember who. It, oh, it was uh, it was Chez Reve, Chez Reve, was talking about how he's like you got to work the ball both ways whenever it's blowing like this because you get you get crosswinds basically on every hole. And I was like, yeah, you should have to work the ball both ways. That's – like these are guys that are great at golf, are able to work the ball both ways, into winds, away from wind. And, you know, while it's not necessarily the most demanding course uh, in terms of decision-making and thinking – when it's windy, every course becomes demanding In terms of decision making and thinking So I really like that a lot And that's not to say that the PGA Tour should set up a schedule around places that have a lot of wind But when they do encounter it When they do go to places that are tough like that uh, I think it makes it a lot of fun And then you get you get these free days Like on Sunday where it doesn't blow And guys are shooting 62, 63, 64 And uh, that's fun too So I, I like the diversity in, in the way the golf is played at tournaments like that
0: um, I've got something I want to pitch to you. Okay, I, let's hear it. I'm excited for Tiger Phil. Ugh, really? Yeah. Why? Because it's going to be a thing socially, because okay. I think there is enough of a crossover between a uh, fan, a sports fan that is mildly interested in this. And the sports fan that has become conditioned and seasoned, particularly over the last like two to three years, in a way that, you know, maybe maybe I'm tuned out, but it feels like the the old school pay-per-view event, the big time boxing match, like the the habit of throwing the fight party. Like, like it's very weird for me to try to describe how uh, country club the fight party is going to be for Tiger Phil. But there's going to be a fight party for Tiger Phil. It's going to be a bunch of people getting together, pulling their money, ordering the event just like you would for a fight. And I think that that's going to be enough just socially to be able to get me interested, intrigued. And uh, I mean, I don't want to go to it. I hope. I don't know. I don't know what our coverage plans are. We'll talk about it on the podcast, but I just. I, I think that that aspect of it, of bringing people together the way that a fight does for a fight party, I, I think that's worth it.
1: Yeah, I, I don't necessarily disagree with the, the idea. My, my biggest issue with, with what you just pitched is the timing of it. Because when I think about, like, I, I've gone to, to my friend's houses to watch fights or whatever. It, it really is a lot of fun. This is a different kind of fun. It's, it's yeah, like you said, it's a bit more. You know, wear your sweater vests and and bring your you know your Arnold Palmers.
0: Oh, to, dude, to do you know event. how many uh, Yeti cups of mixed drinks are going to be at these parties? <laughs> do you know? Yeah, yeah. It's just going to be a Yeti off. Uh, a, we need Yeti
1: to sponsor the pod.
0: Um, it's gonna it's gonna be a lot of uh, a lot a lot of just like everyone having their own their own favorite cocktail, a lot of coldies, maybe some heady brews. I mean, it's 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 going to be a, a small chunk of the pie chart of the American sports fan, but it's just my idea that enough of that chunk has already caught on to the fight party atmosphere here in the last like 5 years that I think it can I think it can have what time is the match? Let's let's throw that
1: nobody knows that's that's part of the deal the The rollout to this has been horrendous because Phil's telling one story because he's Phil and then you get details from elsewhere it, it's I don't I think it's going to be during the day and and this gets back to my initial problem like you know when I'm not wanting to go to my friends houses to watch fights on Thanksgiving weekend
0: oh but what about for friends and family back in town if it's that
1: no no
0: Okay, and if I do, I want it
1: to be. Yeah, maybe they're going for the like post Thanksgiving dinner. I know it's on Friday, but post 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 Thanksgiving dinner naptime audience, where you're like, oh yeah, I'll, yeah, ten bucks for Tiger Phil, I'll fall asleep to that. Sure,
0: but, yeah, let's do it. That actually probably was pitched in in a boardroom. <laughs> Look, what does everybody love about watching golf? Lay in on the couch. We're gonna do it right after the Thanksgiving meal yeah i just
1: i i feel like that weekend that time of year you're like oh oh yeah golf okay yeah uh you sure let's do it and it's not i just don't
0: understand is it gonna, why is that, it definitely going to be on friday yeah okay yeah i don't know i could see uh i could i could see somebody uh so somebody pulling money with their friends and having an oyster roast yeah i it and everybody a, hangs out outside and it's only like like maybe there's 24 people at the house party. Only like seven of them are actually watching the golf. The rest of them are just enjoying the oyster roast. But here's the thing.
1: Everybody's bringing their own personal history with Thanksgiving into these conversations or arguments. So my personal history with Thanksgiving is that that would not be a thing that really happens with the people that I'm with. Mm. And so... I think when we talk about it, we talk about it. We talk about everything from like a, a personal bias standpoint, but especially something like this, where so much of your personal history is tied into the way that you're going to think about and even consume uh, an event like this. Yeah,
0: for sure. I don't know. I'm excited.
1: Yeah, I, I will say, like the people that I'm friends with that don't—they're like nominal golf fans, or they don't really care about golf. Like it's—it's it's all they've mentioned to me about golf in the last four months now two months like th- since the pga yeah, yeah yeah i mean which i mean that's that's kind of the point of it right is to draw as many of those people in as possible
0: at the i'm i i feel like at the end of every fight that i've watched i've been disappointed <laughs> and and I, uh, and i think that if you go in with that sort of like predetermined understanding, then you're not going to be disappointed when Tiger beats Phil by shooting two under to Phil's even par.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's the whole deal with like the, the Mayweather fights, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah, I, I I have to know what's going to happen. Otherwise I'll be pissed at the end of the night.
0: Right, right, right. But and as I,
1: long as you go into it, knowing what's going to happen, you're like, yeah, it's fun. Just yeah.
0: Hang out. Yeti drinks. Let's do it. <laughs> uh what's your early read on hsbc uh well it's it's pretty loaded i mean i know we talked about that earlier but um do you have any feels i mean it's it's monday afternoon i don't know if you you've had to start making your expert picks yet
1: (laughs) i got to turn them in like an hour uh so we're talking it out here folks my, my feels are not back i i don't know it's so like you look at events like this and you're like okay well it's the middle of of uh october or it's the end of october and it's a course that i don't uh, you know it, it's not a great course you don't know a ton about it it's hard to watch these like it's not part of the normal routine of watching golf where you're like oh yeah the rbc heritage i kind of know that course like i know what it's all about or whatever and so in events like this i feel like you have to gravitate toward okay who's got the most talent just, just straight up, like. So we're picking Justin Thomas again. Well, he's not playing. Oh, okay, that's right. Or I would.
0: Right, because <laughs> you can't but, stop. Like,
1: like I get. I guess my point is when guys aren't in their normal routine, like Rory hasn't played since uh, the Ryder Cup, and we haven't really seen who else is in here. We haven't really seen DJ. You know, we haven't we haven't seen Justin Rose in a PGA Tour event. So I feel like when all these guys kind of congregate for this, what amounts to basically just everybody getting paid a lot of money to be in China for a week you you have to go with just talent and I know that sounds dumb but it it, it it's just the way that I think about tournaments like this so I'm probably going to end up picking I don't know Kepka or DJ or John Rom or somebody like that that you're like yeah that guy just has more talent than everybody else but not Rory no, I'm I'm writing a piece. I'll, I'll preview this because we're going to talk about it at some point. I'm writing a piece about guys who I'm not saying for sure, but they may have uh, peaked, like hit their apex, like they're they they will never be as good uh, as they as like their best version already has been. So you can make the case for this. Sounds crazy that I'm going to say this, but you can make the case for like Jordan Spieth has already peaked. Sure, you can make the case for uh, Jason Day. I think that's actually a pretty good one, and he he probably will be on my list just because of injury concerns and getting a little bit older, and you know whatever. Uh, Tiger obviously has already peaked. Phil has already peaked. I think Rory could be on that list. I, I think the and that doesn't mean he's never. You know he's obviously going to win more golf tournaments, but. I think when we th- when we think and talk about Rory we always reference this period of time in which he was clearly the best golfer in the world by multiple standard deviations and now like we we keep we keep waiting for him to revert to that in the same way that everybody kept waiting for old Tiger to come back and I just I don't know if that's ever going to happen that doesn't mean he's never going to win a major that doesn't mean he's never going to uh, you know, win multiple times in a year or be this great Ryder Cup player. I just don't know that he's ever going to be what we think of when we think of Rory in his twenties.
0: How much of it do you? How much of it would you be willing to concede for Rory? Rory's case in particular is the more golfers arriving at that top tier, at that elite tier of golf. And how much of it would you say is Rory McElroy the golfer? Taking a step back, like how how much did other people catch? How much did the field or the top of the field catch Rory? And how much was it Rory falling back to the field? I think it's about half and half.
1: I really do. I know that's a boring answer. It's a cliche answer, but
0: I, I mean, <laughs> see, I'm willing. Yeah. I'm I'm willing to put not like I'm I'm willing to put less of it on Rory and more of it on really? yeah yeah. I just no, I.
1: I, I think it. I think he. I think it's on him. So I th- and he's. I, I don't think he would disagree.
0: Ooh. Well, I mean, because I he, mean, here's here's the deal. And Rory, like, Rory does love. His... Rory loves Kyle Porter and his socks.
1: <laughs> this
0: is where it,
1: he, if if he has struggled in his career, this is where he struggled, and and this is where his self awareness gets him into trouble in terms of his golfing career. Is that like. I, he just doesn't, I think he's just so satisfied with his life that he, he's not, I think he just refuses to be defined by leaderboards and, uh, major championships and all these different things as a person. Mm -hmm. And whereas other guys, it's like, this is who I, this is just who I am. And so I think because of that, he, and I've I've talked about this before, and, and he's talked about this before. I, I think that he just, it doesn't, the the drive isn't there like when you're 22 and you don't have an identity yet. When you're 20 and you don't really have an identity, the only identity that you think you may ever have is as a golfer. And then all of a sudden you're 27, you're like, oh, well, that's, yeah, I mean, that's fine, but that's not really, that's not really who I am or who I want to be. Right. And so it, it becomes more difficult to self-motivate, to, to self-start, to, it's just, it's just harder when you've got all the majors, all the money, all these different things. There's only one thing that, that has eluded you, which is the masters. Uh, it sh- it just becomes difficult, you know, to, to, um, and, and even, and it even becomes impossible to identify, to, to place your identity in golf the way you did when you were 21 you just can't do it because your eyes have been opened up to the rest of the world to who you are among your friends among your family all the all these different ways that people see you and uh i don't know that that's i think that's a pretty fascinating side to rory McIlroy.
0: rory McElroy, incredible growth as a human being but he peaked early sorry sucker yeah i'm sure that'll be a headline on something
1: <laughs> I write. right that'll be fun <laughs> <laughs>
0: Like, I mean, as you were just saying that, I was thinking, I was like Rory McIlroy, Jason Day. It's like, peaked early. Life has been great. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> like, it's like, <laughs> you're right. The they like, peaked early and now they are actually enjoying the fruits of their labor in this great, uh, great place in their lives. LeBron James, we, we, you go back to your life being broke.
1: <laughs> we always talk about people like Rory of like, Oh, I can't believe how he's disappointed (laughs) me. You know, whatever. And it's like, uh, he's got like the, like he's got a great life. Like (laughs) he plays all these courses that he wants to play. He travels around the world with his wife. Uh, He seems to just enjoy the things that he gets to do. He has paid a ton of money. It's pretty, it's pretty cool. You know, (laughs) (laughs) and like there, there are parts of it that I don't want like the the celebrity and the um the travel the, the travel is actually a lot like it gets tiring and it gets lonely um but a lot of it is is pretty awesome and and if that's what you you know like that's that's awesome that those guys get to enjoy that because they deserve it they've earned
0: it mm. um was there uh let's see who who are you thinking for a sleeper this weekend <laughs>
1: It's quite a transition from Rory's world travels on his
0: private plane to sleepers at the HSBC Champions. I just I just po- tried to pull up the uh the CBS Sports golf schedule page and it says fumble whoops it looks like a page has been moved or deleted. So I guess the rest <laughs> Kyle you're off work for the rest of the year. Uh that's that's great. Uh I'll go
1: um uh I'm looking at the sheet right now didn't how Tong Lee play really well at this tournament a couple years ago.
0: Was this like an original bucking his head reference from Tron?
1: No, I think that was at the,
0: uh,
1: it might've been,
0: I think he finished wake up in the morning to how Tong Lee bucking his head.
1: (laughs) I think he finished top 10 as like a 20 year old here or something. This is when he was with Nike, uh, like three or four years ago. So I'll
0: go I'll go how
1: timely Lee at 75 to 1. I like that.
0: Let's go. Let's absolutely yeah. go. Um <laughs> all right. Well, that's awesome. Who else do you think who else is on your peaked list?
1: Mm, hold on. I'm looking up the 2015 HSBC Champions leaderboard when Russell Knox won. How about this leaderboard? I know what people love us looking looking at old leaderboards. Uh Russell Knox won. And Kevin Kisner finished second. Ross Fisher, Danny Willett. Ha-Tong Lee finished T7 in 2015 at the HSBC Champions. And he actually played the final round in even par. If he would have played it at all under, he would have uh, – he could have finished top top three. Wow. Um, my already peaked list uh, – I don't know, man. I mean, you can make the case for anybody, right? You can make the Jordan Spieth case – you make the Jason Day case. You can't I'm make the saying, you,
0: you can't make the Justin Thomas case.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to make that case.
0: You cannot sure. make. Uh, I don't think you can make the Dustin Johnson case. You can make a Hideki case. I think you can make a DJ
1: case. We're still in the midst of it, though. Maybe you can, Adam Scott. I
0: think is on yeah, there. Yeah, 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 for sure.
1: But but some of these it, it's hard because you kind of want your list to be provocative in that people should like vehemently disagree with it like nobody's gonna look at tiger and be like no you're wrong he hasn't peaked <laughs> you're like yeah everybody believes that it should be it should be guys that not um, everybody
0: believes no i mean the headline's gonna be rory and it's gonna get you yelled at that's fine and okay. by who huh by who i don't know are there rory fans on the internet that yell at people the way that like miami hurricanes fans do no they're too nice hmm it's not yeah, it's not
1: college football world. It's the it's the genteel world of European golf. Mm. Uh yeah, I don't I don't know. Um John Rahm would be a fun case to make, but I don't I don't believe it. Patrick Reed
0: could be on there. Patrick Reed should be on there. It's over. Yeah. Patrick Reed's done. <laughs> 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 That's my strong twenty nineteen take. Patrick Reed is over. He 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 got his time and uh, and that's it. He flew too high to too close to the sun. (laughs) Icarus Reed. Yeah, Icarus Reed. (laughs) Let's try and call it. All right. I'm on. I'm on board for it. (laughs) I don't know anybody who's out here defending Patrick Reed anymore. No, he has set fire to every bridge. Yeah, for Uh, sure. For sure. Uh, he is Kyle Porter. You can follow him on Twitter at Kyle Porter CBS. You can follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. Uh, make sure that you subscribe to the First Cup podcast with Kyle Porter. Leave us a review. Leave us a rating. Be nice. Thanks to Top Golf sponsor, Kyle. Thank you very much. Thanks, Chip.